الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والسماء ذات الرجع والأرض ذات الصادع إنه لقول فصل وما هو بالهزل all praise and gratitude and credit is due to Allah. We thank Him, we praise Him, we praise Him. He is the Almighty, the owner of the kingdom, the one who controls everything. And we thank Him for every single blessing that we have in our life, the ones that we know about, the ones we don't realize, the ones that we have never known about and will never know about. We thank Allah for all those blessings. We thank Allah for helping us to complete this year, for bringing us to the summer and bringing us to summer break, where we can have a lot more fun, inshallah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. If I ask you, what's your favorite story of the Qur'an? You're going to start thinking, hmm, let me see. Is it when Ibrahim beats up all the idols and puts the axe on the, on the neck of the biggest idol? Is it when Ibrahim gets thrown into the fire and the fire doesn't burn him? Is it when Musa goes to meet Allah Azza wa Jal? Is it when Musa strikes the Red Sea and then they get saved from the Fir'aun? Is it when Maryam عليها, gives birth to Isa السلام? You might be thinking about these stories and there's many more stories that I didn't think about. But some of you might be thinking, well, I mean, I like the stories but I don't really have a favorite story. Maybe you never asked yourself, what's my favorite story in the Qur'an? I like that there's stories but yeah, there's good stories. We'll park that thought for a minute and I'll bring back the question of the stories of the Qur'an towards the end, inshallah. Uh, let's say now your parents bought a nice big piece of furniture from Ikea. So it came in five different boxes. You have to open the boxes and you have to build the piece of furniture. Some of you might have gone through that experience before. If you haven't, they're very heavy boxes. And then they're full of planks. And they don't look like a piece of furniture. But step by step, after an hour, two hours, three hours, it depends if both parents are doing it, the piece of furniture comes together. And at the end, you're left with this one very nice, pretty big piece of wood that doesn't go anywhere. You look at it, and you tell yourself, well, it's part of the box. It's the same design. It must go somewhere. And for days, you can't rest. Because you know that plank was not made for no reason. It wasn't put in the box for no reason. It has to go somewhere. Different story now. You have your brand new Lego box. And you follow the instructions in the Lego. And you build it. And there you have it. You have your spaceship or whatever the Lego was. And same thing. There's this really nice piece this nice Lego piece that's more colorful than the others. It's transparent. 
And it's big. And you look at it, and you're like, where does it go? And same thing, for a few days you're wondering to yourself, where does this piece go? It must have been put there for a reason. It was designed to go with this. It looks like it goes with this really nice. Where does it go? Some of you probably have uh, rooms in your house, or one room in the house, where all the toys are left. And some of them, they might be old from two, three, four, five years ago. They're still just hanging there in the, in the toy room, or in the place, the, the, you know, the general play area. And one day you find a piece, and you don't know what it belongs to. Maybe it broke off something. It's black, and you look at the design, and you're trying to think, is this part of the remote control car? Is this, is this from the Playmobil? Is this from the boat? Is this from the, and you, you ask yourself, and for a few days, same thing. You're thinking about it, where does this piece belong? I know it belongs somewhere. And then, if you never know the answer, it's pretty frustrating. Now, why is that? How do you know that the plank belonged to the piece of furniture and you're wondering where it goes? How do you know that the Lego piece belongs somewhere and you're wondering where it goes? How do you know that that broken piece belongs in some toy but you can't figure out which one? How do you know? Because you can see from the design that it was meant for that. It was designed for a purpose. And that's why it bugs you. You, you, you don't understand. Your mind can't sleep at rest because you know that piece was designed for something and you can't figure out what it was designed for. Everything that is designed is designed for a purpose. Like I recited a couple of hours ago in the end of your ceremony. We didn't create the heavens and earth aimlessly. That's the way people think who have no faith and no gratitude to Allah. No. You look at the designs of Allah. Take something as simple as a leaf that fell from a tree. Sometimes you'll find a beautiful leaf. The colors are not all the same on the leaf. And you, find, you look at the streaks on the leaf. Beautiful designs. Definitely not for no reason. Just like the Lego piece was designed for a reason, and it bugs you that you can't find out why. The same thing when you look at all the intricate designs of Allah's creation, definitely they were created for a reason. And some of them look so nice, very beautiful. So much so, colorful leaves, colorful flowers, the beauty of the colors in the sky, and on and on. Sometimes the creation of Allah and the designs of Allah are so beautiful that we even forget that they have a purpose. So if I ask you, what is the purpose of the streaks of the leaf? The little lines that you see on the leaf. That one, you can probably figure it out. The, uh, the leaf itself. What's the purpose of the leaf? That one, probably can figure it out. The leaves are there for the tree to get the sunlight so that it can grow. That's part of the, the way plants grow, right? And the streaks are just bringing the, the water up to the tip of the leaf. Allahu alam, right? You have some idea. If I ask you, what is the purpose of a snowflake? You might have to scratch your head for a little bit. Sometimes the beauty of Allah's creation is so much that we enjoy the beauty, we don't even wonder what it's for. It's just so beautiful. That is the power of the creation of Allah. So now, let me give you a few examples of 
very interesting creations of Allah that have a purpose. Have you ever touched the tongue of a lion? Obviously not. But I don't remember which zoo it was. They had a fake tongue of a lion that you could touch so that you could know what the tongue of a lion is like. It is super harsh. Like if you press, if you go too fast, you're going to bleed because that's how harsh the tongue of the lion is. Tayyib, what for? Because the lion eats meat. So the tongue can rip the meat off of the animal. Uh, cows have multiple stomachs. We have one stomach. Cow has more. Why? Well, one of the reasons probably because it, it eats so much grass that the process needs multiple stomachs to be able to digest the grass. The stomach of a bird is like a grinder. It'll grind things to pieces. Why? Because, you know, the chickens, how do, how do they produce the eggshell? It's hard, right? It's like stone, the eggshell. Chickens, they either, they either pick from broken eggshells from previous eggs and swallow them, or they actually take stones, like pebbles from the ground, and they swallow them. And their stomach grinds them so that it can produce the eggshell for the new egg. Allahu Akbar. These are intricate, intricate designs of the creation of Allah. Now, when the hen or the chicken takes the pebble and swallows it, does it know that that is the minerals that will go into the egg? No. When the lion eats, does it know I have a tongue that's so rough that I can eat the animals I catch? Does the cow know how many stomachs it has? No. We do. Allah says, We have honored humans. The sons of Adam, i.e. humans. We have honored humans. We have allowed them to travel on animals or ships on the land and on the ocean. And we have given them all sorts of beautiful quality foods to eat. The amount of blessings and favors we have given the human being over all the rest of creation is so much tafdila. We are way above any other creation that Allah has created. And one of those things is that we understand Allah's design. The cat doesn't know why it's going to eat the chicken and not the rice. If a cat finds biryani in some trash can, it's going to eat the chicken, not the rice. And we should never throw away biryani, but just give an example here. But the cat doesn't know why it's taking the chicken, it's just taking the chicken. We understand why things are the way they are. We know what we know, and we know how we know it. It's called metacognition. To be able to recognize these things. Human beings are way more advanced than the rest of the designs of Allah. We have such an amazing design. We understand things that no other thing Allah created can understand. That means that we must have such a higher purpose. Allahu Akbar. We try to imitate the designs of Allah. We try to replicate the beauty of Allah. So when we design cars, we don't just throw metal on top of each other so it works. No, we paint it, we make it look shiny and nice, and you have people who are paid to design cars to make them look very nice. And a lot of you, when you have free time, what do you watch? 
You watch YouTube videos about cars and the design of the cars, right? So we try to make things beautiful. Can we even come close to the beauty that Allah has designed? No way. Yet, think about it for a moment. Allah has designed you to be able to understand other designs and create other things. You have been favored in honor and by Allah in front of and above all other creation. That means that your purpose is also very much honored and high. What is your purpose? What is our purpose? So now I go to Surah Al-Tariq, which is what I recited at the beginning of my khutbah here. وَالسَّمَاءِ وَالطَّارِقِ The people in the desert, they were looking at the stars and they noticed this star is very bright. Why? What's the purpose? You see, they were thinking about purpose. They see the design of Allah's sky, of the universe, and they're thinking, what's the purpose? So Allah is asking the question, this bright star, what do you really know about this bright star, Al-Tariq? What is its purpose? Then, فَلْيَنظُرِ الْإِنسَانُ مِمَّا خُلِقَ خُلِقَ مِمَّا إِنْدَافِقَ Look at the way you were created. Such an amazing way you were created. إِنَّهُ عَلَىٰ رَجِعِهِ لَقَادِرٍ And I skipped a couple of ayat there. Indeed, Allah is capable and will bring you back to Him. In other words, look at the intricate designs and how you were created. What does that show? That shows you have a purpose and your purpose is going to unfold when you meet Allah. The design shows that Allah is capable of bringing you back to Him and you will meet Him. And that is your purpose. Your purpose here is that you will eventually meet Allah. But if that didn't convince you enough, Allah continues. The sky keeps bringing back. What does it bring back? The water that goes up to the sky through evaporation, what happens to it? It makes clouds and it falls back down. The sky brings back things that go up. Even, subhanAllah, this, this feature of the sky that it brings, uh, whatever goes up to the sky, the sky brings it back down. Allah says He has created the sky, saqafan mahfuza, a protective layer. They're using that scientific fact for the cell phones that we use, for the satellites, to bring back all the information from the sky down to the earth. <laughs> the sky throws back things at us. Just like the water evaporates and comes back down. So that feature of the sky has a purpose. The earth is like a sponge. If you put water on it, it'll go into the earth. It'll soak into the earth. Most of it. Sometimes if it's completely desert or it's a dry rock, the water will run. But most of the land, the water goes into the dirt. That's a feature of the earth. What for? Why is the sky like that? Why is the earth like that? Allah doesn't even say it. Allah doesn't say in the next ayah, for example, he could have said that. That's another ayah in the Qur'an. Allah says the sky brings back, the earth soaks in the water, and then he moves on. Why? Because we understand. Why does the sky bring back water? Why does the ground soak in the water? So that the plants can grow. Allah doesn't even say it because He knows we understand. We are designed to understand purpose. When we see beautiful design and feature, we understand there's a purpose. And Allah concludes Surah At-Tariq. إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلٌ فَصْلٌ وَمَا هُوَ بِالْهَزْلٌ When Allah talks about the tariq, He asks you, what's the, what's the purpose? You see that design? What's the purpose? It doesn't say what's the purpose of a tariq. When Allah talks about the sky and the earth, He says, look at the design, but He doesn't say what's the purpose. Instead, for the human being, He does say what is the purpose. You will go back to Allah. That is why you're here. You're going to go back to Allah. 
and for the Qur'an, لَقَوْلٌ فَصْلٌ Allah tells us that the Qur'an has a purpose. And He tells us what the purpose is. It is a decisive speech. It will help you to figure out what is right and what is wrong. If you follow the Qur'an, it will give you the right happy life that you aspire to. That is the purpose of the Qur'an. وَمَا هُوَ بِالْهَزَلِ No, it is not for entertainment. The Qur'an is not for entertainment. Why would anybody think that the Qur'an is for entertainment? That was the very first question I asked in the beginning of the khutbah. I said I would come back to it. What's your favorite story of the Qur'an? Right? There are stories of the Qur'an. In the Qur'an, many stories. A lot of the Qur'an is stories. Do people like stories? Do people get entertained with stories? For sure. Especially if it's nice to listen to because it's melodious and it rhymes and it feels very nice to listen to and you can sing it, kind of. Not really sing it, but the Qur'an is beautiful to listen to. These two things, stories of the Qur'an and the beauty of the recitation, might make people think that that's the purpose of the Qur'an. No. The purpose of the Qur'an is not entertainment. The purpose of the Qur'an is to help you in life, to give you the happy life that you aspire to. May Allah help us to follow the Qur'an. Ameen. Alhamdulillah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولقد يسرنا القرآن للذكر We have definitely made the Quran easy to remember And then in the same surah Allah says listen closely ولقد يسرنا القرآن للذكر We have definitely made the Quran easy to remember and then later on in the same surah, Allah says, وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِذِكْرِ We have made the Qur'an easy to remember. And then further down in the surah, Allah says, وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِذِكْرِ Four times. Definitely. Definitely. It's going to be easy. The Qur'an is going to be easy. فَهَلْ مِنْ مُدَّكِرِ Anybody want to remember the Qur'an? Allah guarantees He has made it easy. But, what is the purpose of the Qur'an? Is it entertainment? Now, if something is very easy to do, like using a computer, if you're, if you're using a computer to get online, it's going to be easy to get online. The computer makes it easy for you to get online, right? But if you use a computer to fix, or to, if you don't have a screwdriver to build your IKEA furniture, and you try to use your computer instead, it's not going to work. It's not going to be easy. The computer makes it easy for you to go online. The computer is not going to make it easy. If you, if you try to twist the, t the computer, you're not going to be able to build your furniture with the computer. That's not what it's meant for. The same thing with the Qur'an. Allah has made it easy. It's going to be easy. Allah promises it's going to be easy for you when you use the Qur'an for what it is meant for. I'm not saying don't recite the Qur'an beautifully. Of course, recite the Qur'an beautifully. I'm not saying don't enjoy the stories of the Qur'an. Of course, enjoy the stories of the Qur'an. But whenever you start to read and memorize the Qur'an, to come closer to Allah, to get the guidance from Allah, if that is why you're working on the Qur'an, then you get the promise of Allah, that it will definitely be easy. Now, when you design something, okay, the computer is designed in a certain way to make things easy for you. You have to follow the design. If you don't hit the right key, if you don't click the mouse the right way, 
it's not going to be easy. If you don't know what you're doing with the computer, it's not going to be easy for you to go online. Same thing with the Qur'an. Allah has prescribed a way to interact with the Qur'an so that it is easy. He promised, if you do it for the right reason, if you do it because you're trying to come closer to Allah, guaranteed Allah will make it easy. If you do it in the way for which it was designed, guaranteed it will be easy. Tayyib, what's the way that Allah designed the Qur'an? Allah nazzala ahsan al-hadith, the best words, the best narration, the best story. Allah has sent down the best words. Kitabun, kitaban, mutashabihan, mathani. A book that is repetitive and meant to be repeated. The Qur'an repeats itself and is meant to be repeated a lot. The Qur'an is meant to be repeated a lot. So that's one thing. If you repeat the Qur'an a lot, you're doing the Qur'an the way that Allah designed for the Qur'an to be done. Just like using a computer the way that it was designed to be used. When you hit the shift key, or the space key, or the enter key, you know why you're doing it. Because that's what it was designed for. Same thing with the Qur'an. When you repeat it, know that you are following the instructions of Allah. The Qur'an is meant to be repeated. So repeat the Qur'an a lot. Instead, if you spend the whole summer, you don't repeat the Qur'an. It's like you're going to use the computer, try to get online, but you're not going to use the mouse, nor the keyboard, nor the touchscreen. Well, good luck getting online. It's going to feel hard. If you don't follow the instructions, it's going to be hard. If you have those five boxes for the IKEA furniture, and you don't follow the instructions, the way it was designed, it's going to be hard. Do you want the Qur'an to be hard for you when you come back next year? Definitely not. So what do you do? You follow the instructions, you repeat the Qur'an a lot over the summer. You're doing that to get closer to Allah. Allah will reward you, so do it so that it is easy. You'll come back next August, it'll be super easy for you to do the Qur'an. Because you just did the Qur'an the way Allah wants you to do it. And then you'll, you'll find out that if you repeat, you review the Qur'an a lot, you'll start being motivated to recite more and memorize some more surahs. Insha'Allah ta'ala. Make dua to Allah. And last thing I must advise you, because you're going on a summer break here. So if it wasn't clear, I'm advising you to repeat the Qur'an a lot so that it's easy for you when you come back. I'm also advising you to stay away from the screen as much as you can. The TV screen, the phone screen, the iPad screen, the whatever screen, stay away from the screen as much as you can. Because Allah promises, this is a hadith of the Messenger of Allah. Khadimul Qawm Sayyiduhum. The one who gives good service to the people around him, he becomes their leader, he becomes their best, he becomes their champion. Sayyiduhum. So when you're at home, if you spend time giving good service to your parents, to your siblings, spending time doing things for them, you will become their champion. You will become the, the champion. Time, spend social time, eat food together at home. Spend time serving your parents, helping your parents, doing things with your siblings, encouraging your siblings, so that when you're playing whatever game you're playing, you do it in such a way that they're happy and you're happy playing it, not against them. Do things so that you become the champion in Allah's eyes in your home. May Allah inspire us and, and help us to do all of that. Rabbana awzi'na an nashkura ni'mataka allati an'amta alayna wa ala walidina wa an'amala salihan tardah wa adakhilna birahmatika fi ibadika salihin. This is probably the longest khutbah I've ever given, given. So, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa aqimis salah.